0: This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11, You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 137. So what the heck do you do when you have way too many passions? I mean, so many of us are out there and we love all of these things, but how can we turn them into profitable businesses? I think this is a question we get way too often. Here's the truth. I'm going to walk you through how you can navigate being this wildly passionate person that you are and define success doing more than one thing this is going to be fun. This is going to be a good one. If you're one of those people who has way too many ideas, then this show is just for you.
1: You're listening to the gold digger podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru Jenna Kutcher will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts. Listen in on honest conversations
0: Yo, 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 it is Jenna here. And usually this is the point of the show where podcast hosts talk for a solid five, 10, even 15 minutes about some product that you need to purchase or some coupon code. And maybe you're like me and you just fast forward through it to get to the actual content. But fear not, you don't have to do that here. I dropped all of my sponsors in an attempt to get back to why I started this whole thing in the first place, which is to bring you the best free education twice a week. So today's show isn't brought to you by a paid sponsor. It's brought to you by my free Instagram guide, Captions That Convert. That's right. I made a totally free guide dissecting captions that don't just get likes and comments, but captions that actually convert your followers into clients. Because what good is that number under your name if it's not showing you results in your bank account? So grab this free resource and more at jkinsta.com. Dot com that's right, we all love free, so hop on over to j k insta and uplevel your Instagram game in no time. We were walking down the streets of New York when she said to me, I'm just not clear on what my thing should be. I'm not like you and so focused on this one thing and I laughed and shrugged it off, but later that day, after telling her my millionth dream and my plan for my business, I realized I had figured something out that so many people were struggling with, how to balance being a multi-passionate person. Now, let's preface this whole episode with the fact that we are all multi-passionate. Being a human being means pursuing many things that we love, and that's the beauty of it. But when it comes down to being an entrepreneur, it's important to know how this can play a role in your ability to succeed and how to juggle all the things that can pull at your attention. One of the best things about being multi-passionate and having a multifaceted business means that if one branch of my business isn't performing well or I need to take a break from it, my business in full is not going to fail. I'm not tied to just one piece of my business, but have many angles contributing, taking the pressure off of focusing on one thing. Now, this is a conversation that happened between my sister and I as she was starting to transition to working on my team. And what we started to realize is that she was believing that lie that everyone knew what that one thing was. Like there's this handful of successful people out there that feel this call towards one great thing. But the truth is, is that the more that we dug into it, the more that we looked at what other people were doing, We were all juggling a lot of passions. And how beautiful is it to live a passionate life, but as an entrepreneur, you have to be very calculated in that in order to see true success. I've seen people branch their business out so quickly in a million different directions and then have them all fail leaving them feeling like a failure, leaving them feeling disconnected from the passions that were leading them in the first place. And so I want to walk you through this episode today and share what I believe it takes to be multi-passionate and find success in that. So what do I mean when I'm saying multi-passionate? When people ask me what I do, I always pause and ask myself, do they really want to know or are they just asking because they're not sure what else to say? They're trying to be kind. I am a wedding photographer, a podcaster, an online marketing educator. I'm a public speaker. I have an island rental unit on Maui. I'm a marketing consultant, a mastermind leader. I sell watercolor prints. I have an online digital template shop. I do brand collaborations on social media. Do you need me to keep continuing? Because I could. But the truth is, is that if that list hasn't made it clear, I am passionate about so much more than just one thing. And I've been lucky enough to pursue each passion while also driving profits into my business because of how I have managed those passions. Now, I'm going to tell you this. It wasn't always like this. I mean, I had very clear passions when I was starting out. I was passionate about weddings because I was a bride myself. And so as a wedding photographer, it made perfect sense. A lot of you probably don't know this, but I ran a wedding blog called A Northwoods Wedding for three years straight Publishing five days a week because I loved weddings so much. So, when you look at what I'm doing today, I want to remind you that we all start somewhere, and I'm going to walk you through where I think you should begin. So Where do you start when you have a bunch of good ideas and you want to do them all? Let's address this because starting is usually the hardest, most daunting, paralyzing part. Now, my best advice would be to start with something that will enter and have you either make money to fund your other passion projects or help you to live out and fulfill your biggest dream disassociated with money. So the strategic person in me, that CEO, that business girl, says to pick the one that you know can be profitable because having funds can make all of your other projects way more feasible and way less risky. So I started out as one thing, a wedding photographer. And I got really, really good at it. And I knew that if I wanted to pursue anything else, I had to create margin in my life. And the only way for me to do that was through systems and templates. Now, I often talk about when I hit burnout. So when I started as a wedding photographer, the first year I did 25 weddings. And that was what I had to do in order to match my corporate salary, which allowed me to leave behind my corporate job. But then I started chasing more. So while I was focused, I was focused on working more, making more money, booking more jobs. And I started to glorify busy over being efficient. And so what happened was I did 25 weddings and then 27 weddings and then 30 weddings. And on that 30 wedding, wedding season was when I hit total burnout. I was anxious. I was struggling to get out of bed in the morning. I wasn't happy. I was burnt out. I wasn't sleeping well. Everything was being impacted by this desire, this pursuit for more. And I look back at that time in my life because I hit this breaking point and I realized that I had to cut back or else I would be totally done. I'd be out of the industry that I'd worked so hard to get into. And so Drew and I had a very serious come to Jesus conversation because at this point I was making six figures, but I said, I know I cannot do this another year. I know I cannot. And so we said, how about instead of doing 30 weddings, you do 15, you cut it in half and we live off of less money. But guess what? We've done that before and it worked. And so I committed to creating margin in my life. And I didn't understand at that time that creating that margin was going to enable me to pursue other passions. But that's exactly what happened. And so I became this much more successful wedding photographer when I finally cut back because I was able to get good at it. I was able to create this system, create a branded experience that I could follow through on. And in turn, I started to hire out. So I started outsourcing editing to get help. I started to really systemize exactly what my workflow looked like. And I started to realize Oh my gosh, if I can pay somebody to do the things that are stressing me out, the things that are freaking me out or holding me back or keeping me up at night so that I can focus on the bigger picture, the bigger things, the things that are actually driving profit in my business, oh my gosh, everything can change. And so, when we had our first miscarriage, I was still white knuckling my business. How many of you can relate? You are clutching for control in every aspect of your business, believing the lie that only you can do these things, that only you can respond to the emails, and only you can book the projects, and only you can deliver things. And we believe this web of lies and it holds us back. And so when we had our first miscarriage, I feel like my grip was just ripped right out of me and my hands were opened because I had no control. I realized that if I was going to take time off to grieve, my entire business was going to stop running and I didn't want that. And so that was when I made my first hire and that first hire was critical for my second and my third and my fourth hire. And so I want for you to understand that when you are beginning, I want for you to decipher what are you going to be good at? What are you going to build on your own? What kind of things are you going to do so that eventually you can hand them off? Now, the next piece of the multi passionate puzzle is why you need to have a brand and not a business. And so, in episode number 59, I explain why you have to have a brand and not just run a business. If you haven't listened to that episode, it is literally one of my favorite episodes on this show. But go back and come back to this when you've listened to it, because this episode is filled with wisdom on this subject. But in brief, I have a serious question for you. If you are a multi-passionate person struggling with how to pursue multiple passions, I want to ask yourself this. Can you see yourself doing exactly what you are doing today, five years from now? Can you see yourself doing it 10 years from now? Now, whenever I ask this question, whenever I speak on stages... A lot of times people say, no, there's no way I could be doing this exact thing in five years or 10 years. And that is exactly why. And it's essential that you create a brand because a brand allows you to pivot. A brand allows you to evolve and change and grow because people care about a brand. A brand has a heart. A business just has a product or a service. And so if you're just starting out and you're really passionate about this one thing, Great, but I would challenge you to build a brand. That is why I can run so many different aspects of my business under Jenna Kutcher because I'm a brand. I am not just a photography business, I am a human being with a beating heart, and people connect to that. And so go back to episode 59 if you haven't listened to that yet. But I sincerely believe, as a multi passionate person, one of the best things you can do, get started on today is really building out that brand, creating that connection beyond just what you sell, beyond what you do, so that when the time comes that you need to pivot or change or evolve, people aren't freaked out by it. They are behind you 110% and excited to see where you're headed. So I want for you to think about it in this way. If I started this business, which I did as a wedding photographer, and if my entire social media was just wedding photographs. I was only sharing the weddings that I shot, you know, Wisconsin weddings. And if that was it, if that was all I was putting out there, because this is what people are doing, they're creating a business account and they're only sharing their business. People who didn't love weddings or weren't in need of a Wisconsin wedding photographer would have zero reason to follow me, right? Therefore, I would be a business, a wedding photography business. And what would happen if and when I decided that I didn't want to be a wedding photographer anymore? That following would disappear because I could no longer serve them in that specific content that they were expecting from me, that they wanted from me. And so why you have to build a brand is that people have to care about you. If you want to go out and pursue many different avenues, people have to care about you. And the only reason I truly believe that I've been able to branch out so many times over the years is because people cared about me. They knew my heart because I was sharing it. I felt like a trusted friend in their life, and I've been taking them on this journey for years. And so they continued to follow regardless of if I was deciding to launch a podcast or buy a condo in Hawaii. These people were there because I am so much more than just one business. So the next piece of the multi-passionate puzzle is creating systems that you can be removed from. So one of the biggest reasons I believe that people fail when they try to expand their brand and their business is because they are the person required in every step of the process. They are the ones that are making it either a success or a failure. And their expansion means that they're working more. And so when you start to think about branching out, it might be daunting because you're thinking about how you're going to be pulled into too many directions and you're unable to do any one thing well. Now, I've watched so many entrepreneurs burn out because if they stop moving, their business stops growing. But the best way to diversify and grow is through creating repeatable systems that can be taught to others so that you aren't the one making everything happen. Very, very, very few people can be successful managing many businesses unless. They are focused on working on their business and not in it daily. I am now able to balance all the projects because of the team I've built who takes ownership for the tasks that I used to have to do in order to keep things moving. So I want to share the difference in just one year's time. So many of you know we had two miscarriages and they were just shy of a year apart. So when we had our first miscarriage, this is when everything stopped. I mean, I didn't care about posting anything. I needed to just crawl into a cave and hang out there for a little while while I was processing everything. And that was when I finally made the decision to hire Caitlin. Now, when Caitlin came on, I started to feel this weight being lifted off of my shoulders because I wasn't worried about that number in my inbox anymore. I knew people were being heard and responded to. I knew that everyone was being taken care of even while I was grieving. Now, what's so crazy is that when I started to feel this freedom, I started to get more margin, which gave me more ideas. Like this very podcast was an idea that came because I had the time and space to really dream. And what I learned is that if I can create a brand and systems that I can hand off to other people that I myself do not need to do, then I am going to have more margin to steer the ship. And what I see is that so many entrepreneurs are working in their business. They are the ones that are making everything move. If they stop, their business stops. And that's scary because guess what? Life happens. Loss happens. Hardship happens. There's so much that happens in our lives that we have zero control over. And if we're not planning and creating these systems and asking for help, then we are going to be disappointed because we cannot be everything to everyone and keep everything moving all of the time. So fast forward to a year later when we had our second loss, it was pretty incredible because it happened during a launch. Again, unexpected. We weren't planning on it. And during the launch, my entire team, I told them the news and they were like, log off. We've got this. Everything kept running. Nothing was missed. I was able to sit on my deck and cry my eyes out and know that my business was still going. It was still serving. It was still making money. And so it was incredible through this hardship, through this season of grief to see that transformation that has allowed me to expand my business in ways that I never dreamt possible because I have been creating these systems that I myself can be removed from. I'm handing off these tasks so that my team knows what they need to do, knows what they are responsible for and they have ownership over that. Hey, hey, sorry to jump in here, but I wanted to pop back in with a dose of encouragement and a little extra something something for you. You probably keep hearing top marketers say it's all in the list. It's all in the list. And you're wondering what list they are talking about. Surely it cannot be your to do list. That's a mile long. They are talking about email lists and rightfully so. Email marketing is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And to celebrate that simple fact, I created a totally free guide, five easy ways to grow your email list. And you can get your hands on it for free at jkemailist.com. Again, hop to jkemaillist.com to get your guide, hit pause, get your hands on it, and get more resources all devoted to growing that email list of yours. And then of course you can jump back into this awesome episode. So the next piece of advice is to take things one at a time. So I was just in New York a little while ago and one of the gals there, it was a Q and a forum. And she asked, what do you do when you have so many different passions? You have so many different ideas. Like how do I do this and make it all work? And my advice for her was this, take things one at a time. The best advice that I can offer is to start with creating a brand, create this brand voice, figure out what the visual aspect of your brand is, create recognition based on things that are beyond just what you're selling. And when you can create and build a brand that people begin to trust, you can move forward knowing that you can continue to branch out over time. Now, I personally believe that it is best to be known as one thing, an expert in one area, and to gain trust through serving and showing up in that area. And then as you start to get that down and systemize and providing results, then you can expand. I don't think I would have seen as much success if I would have done wedding photography for one year, considered myself an expert, then branched out, started the podcast, started teaching courses. I think that I needed to get really good at one thing, become an expert in one thing, figure out how to get my myself results, and then figure out how to get other people results and figure out how I can serve people and show up for them before I ever go to sell for them. And so what I think is incredible is that you can expand and then rinse and then repeat and then expand and rinse and repeat. But you have to honor that expansion. You have to take the time to start back over, get really good at something, get it to a point where you can hand it off and results are still coming through and then continue to grow. And that has exactly been what's worked for me as I continue to expand my business into new avenues. And it's been the reason I've been successful. If you look at every facet of my brand, it's still the Jenna Kutcher voice. It's still the Jenna Kutcher colors. It's still the same exact beating heart as it started as just a wedding photographer. And each time we've expanded, we've given ourselves six months to a year to get really good at something before we move on to the next thing. And so it can be tempting to want to do all the things all the time. But what I do is I am freeing myself up from the monotony, from the day-to-day tasks so that I can put my head down and get really good at this new thing, get it to a point where I feel proud of it, where I have created systems where I know that I can hand it off and it can still be nurtured by someone else before I move on to the next thing it's so funny because I have so many ideas. There are so many things that I want to do that I have never even started, things that you would never even believe if I told you. But the truth is is that I've looked at everything in a very strategic way to say what's going to make the most sense and how is this going to serve the other facets of the brand and what is the role in the big picture and how is this serving an audience that maybe isn't being reached right now. And so everything is very strategic. It's very thought out, but they are all connected because they all share the same heart. So if you're wondering, like, I want to start three businesses today, I'm going to tell you this, get really good at one thing, take things one at a time, get so good at it, get results, figure out how you can share those results or provide those results for other people and then hand that task off. Now when I say hand it off, I don't mean that I'm not touching them. Everything is still going through me and my business, but now it's to the point where I can say yes or no at the very final stages instead of having to be a part of every single decision. Every single piece of copy, every single image. I'm not having to sign off on any of that anymore because I've created the tools, the templates, strategies, shared those with my team. So then I am the one that just does the final yes or no. So once you're juggling multiple projects, let's say you follow this advice and you get really good at one thing and you branch out to a second. I want for you to listen to me very clearly. I want for you to batch work it. Now I have seasons and quarters where my focus is on one facet of my business. So instead of having my hands in multiple areas, I am focused solely on one. So I will go through maybe a month where I'm focused strictly on the podcast and then I go into course development or my wedding photography season where I kind of black out everything else or refreshing my website or list building. And that way I am batching my work and having way more focused work. So what that looks like when you're managing a team is I will tell my team, hey, this week is devoted to this project. So this entire week I'm going to be working with this team member on this item. Everyone else continue working on what you're working on. But here's what's next. And so what's awesome is it gives me the ability to partner with my team one-on-one when I'm knees deep in one certain project. But then once that's done, I give that team member marching orders to continue on until the next time that we are working that closely. So for example, right now we are working on recording three months worth of podcast shows. So I am working super closely with Kate, my sister. So I'm saying, here's the shows I'm doing. Here's what I need from you. Here are people that we can interview. Here's the list I want for you to go through. And I'm working with her every single day to get all of this to happen. But once we're done recording, once we hit that goal, then she is on her own to do all of the back end work. So the show notes and sharing the episodes, and figuring all that stuff out. So what's awesome is while I'm running this multi-passionate, multifaceted business, my team gets me for a very dedicated amount of time. And then we kind of give the marching orders. They continue on until the next time I work with them. And so if you want to be successful in juggling multiple products, you have to create a system that allows you to focus And to not be bouncing from task to task. Because every time you bounce from task to task, you are wasting time. You're losing efficiency. You're creating confusion. And you're probably inducing overwhelm. So there you have it. Clearly, I run a very interesting business. Sometimes I don't know what to say when people ask me what I do. But the truth is is that being a multi-passionate human, being somebody who has so many dreams, so many ideas is one of the most beautiful things you can encounter. You just have to embrace it and take things one step at a time. You have to create systems. You have to create systems that you can be removed from. And I really sincerely believe that you have to build a brand and not just a business so that your brand can be this umbrella for all of the ideas, all of your pursuits, and make sense so that people can back you up, support you, and love you. I am so excited about today's show. Remember that those things that you are passionate about, curious about, those aren't by chance. Those are the things that are called your calling. And so I want for you to enjoy by going to jennacutcherblog.com slash 137. And I want for you to get your hands on my resource about when it is time for you to hire, if you need a virtual assistant, because that was the first step for me. And it might just be the first step for you in learning that you can do this. You sincerely can do this on your own. So again, go to jennacutcherblog.com slash 137. Get my guide about hiring a virtual assistant to help free you up to create that margin so that you can get back to dreaming and pursuing all of those passions. Until next time, Golden, Diggers, keep on digging those biggest goals, and I will catch up with you super soon.
1: Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.goaldiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend, the more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.